is Blogging with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. In today's interview, in episode 329, I'm on the line with none other than Bella Vasta from jumpconsulting.net, a consulting blog and business that focuses on pet businesses. Uh, she had been coaching pet sitting pet businesses and corporate clients since 2007 and has published some of the most comprehensive research on the most important topics in her industry. Bella is one of the members of my dream team mastermind group and she started a pet sitting business back in 2002 and successfully sold it for six figures in 2016. And how did she grow this business? Through her blog. You know, there are so many companies starting blogs and doing it the wrong way that when I found out what she was doing, I had to bring her on. So whether you're offline or on, you're going to pick up some tips that you can use. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Bella, how you doing? How could I not be doing awesome after that awesome introduction? Well, I am. I'm so excited to have you on here today. Um, you know, we've been meeting for a few weeks, and you know, just thinking about some of the things that you've done. I haven't had anyone on the podcast to talk about you know the offline stuff and bringing it and, and, and melding it with what we do online as bloggers. So I know that this is going to be one that's going to be tremendously valuable for my, my listeners. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Okay, so I want to go way back in time because I I said earlier that you started this pet sitting business in 2002 and and then you sold it in 2016 and and, and in between there there was a blog. <laughs> so so talk to me about what was going on before like when you before you started that business, where were things? Right. So when, when I started it, I was actually living at my parents' house. Uh, it was in 2002 and I had just transferred from University of Arizona, which was two hours south of my parents' house to Arizona State University. And by going to school there, I had the big grand prize of staying at home and living from home. (laughs) Although my parents were strict Sicilian parents who, um, I was their firstborn. So they were petrified of messing up with me. So, um, I had a curfew. I had a 12 o'clock curfew, Leslie. (laughs) I mean, come on. Right. And I loved going out. I was in college. I liked karaokeing. I liked going on dates. I liked doing all of that stuff. So when the opportunity came about that the person I used to babysit for had a friend who traveled four nights a week for work, she asked me to stay over with her what back then was just two white dogs to me. And she was going to pay me $25 a day. And at that point, I was literally like, I will pay you to live in your house (laughs) and just to have the freedom to come and go. So my business actually started completely on accident, very organic, Leslie. I never sat down and, and decided. And I was actually just speaking at Arizona State um, last week. And I told one of the people there who said, oh, I'm going to get a job. And then maybe I might branch out as an entrepreneur. I said, do it now. <laughs> do it now because now is the only time that you have this safety net of not yep. having like, you know, a mortgage and a wife and kids and all this 
stuff that happens as we grow. So if there's any younger audience listeners right now, I want to encourage you just to do it now. Do it. Start early. Okay. So, um, Leslie, when I graduated, my parents told me that I needed a quote unquote real job. You know, the ones that parents dream of, they just sent me to this college, spent all this money on me, probably $80,000. And here I am saying, I'm going to sleep with dogs. They're like, (laughs) Oh God, what did we do? So, um, so I did, I obliged. I actually got a a job for two weeks at paychecks and, um, they had two openings. They had one was a sales agent and the other one was a payroll expert where you got to sit in a cubicle and. And oh my goodness, the poor person who interviewed me made me a payroll specialist, which meant I was locked indoors in a cubicle and I speed read like that's what I learned in college. Right. And, um, I, I went through all of their training and they wanted me to wait there for six weeks to send me to Rochester. And, uh, my grand prize at the time, I get to remember this back in 2004, Leslie, <laughs> it was to scan all of their documents cause they were going to go paperless. Ooh. And I was ready to rip my eyeballs out. So I left and I, I left on a quote family emergency and never came back. And I went full force with my business. But what do you do in 2002 when, you know, or 2004, 2005, when, you know, blogging was just like, oh, you should have a blog, but no one really knew what they were doing. And um, it, it wasn't really like the thing. It wasn't cool yet. Right. I mean, can you agree with that? Was am I, am I, 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 didn't, I, didn't even, right? I didn't even know about blogs back then. So it obviously wasn't yeah. cool enough at that time for me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So I, I had this business and I was just trying to, you know, bootstrap it, do it all on my own. I mean, I, I literally made something from nothing and I was doing a lot of hustling. I was, you know, knocking on doors and trying to go up to pet stores. And I was, I was trying to do all this stuff and it was so difficult. And I really started listening to people around me. Um, one of them actually at the time was, um, Marcus Sheridan. Um, Mm. that was more like as we got into 2010, I'm skipping ahead a little bit there, but after years of just like knocking on doors and trying to hang up flyers and realizing this is not working and having this epiphany that when people needed a pet sitter or a dog walker, um, they were going online. Um, they weren't calling up the pet store and asking the pet store. <laughs> I realized that I needed to like really convert my website into a WordPress website and I needed to do this thing called blogging. And oh my gosh, was I terrible, Leslie. <laughs> Horrible. My um, When I left my company, one of my most popular blogs was, is it safe for my dog to eat tuna fish? <laughs> <laughs> It's so bizarre, but the reason why it was so popular is because nobody blogged on that. But someone asked me that one day. And and Leslie, I grew that blog to 550 blogs by the time I sold it. And the reason was is because every single question I could think of or that people were asking me, I would write a blog about it. And I wasn't always, like I said, the best. It wasn't always perfect, but I, I kind of come from this mentality of number one, I'm a C student. I'm definitely not an A student, not a perfectionist. And I'd rather have it done than perfect. So um, I did that. And, you know, maybe not every T was crossed and I was dotted. Maybe it wasn't grammatically correct. Maybe my, my own mother was like rolling over saying, <laughs> oh my God, I sent you to college and this is what you're putting out there. But you know what? It worked, Leslie. I had a service-based business that what I learned to, what I grew to learn is that people didn't trust. I was literally, Leslie, asking people to give me the key to their home and to hold it at my house indefinitely. Mm. And then to go sleep in their master bed with their dog. 
and I essentially had access to their entire house, you know, their, their, um, filing cabinets, their, um, social security deposit box. I mean like anything I, I had access to. So when a lot of people see a dog walker and a pet sitter, they think that it's, um, that we're selling, you know, I, I can scoop cat litter or I can walk your dog. But mm-hmm. what we're really selling is peace of mind, trust and security. And what better way to do that than to build people's trust online? Okay. I'm going to take a quick breath there and yeah, ask a few no, questions thus there's, far. There's so much that just happened there. So between 2002 and 2010, I mean, that's eight years of yeah. growing this business. I mean, did it grow at all? Was it, you know, you were still at your parents' house and not making yeah. enough to make ends meet? What was the state of the business before starting the blog? Yeah, so the state of the business was... um. It wasn't. It, I mean, it was it was hustling. It was like a hobby mm-hmm. until I really got like that website and started blogging. I would honestly say that it was like, oh, that's a cute business. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't real. Um, it was at the time where everything was really shifting to where unless you had a website, you weren't a real business. Yeah. And then once you had that website that actually did things for people like we became um, I, I'm going forward again. I'm sorry, but more more about where it was at, it, it wasn't. It was like my point drag. I, I started on Yahoo Website Builder. Mm. I mean, I that that's where I started. But that wasn't a Ferrari. It wasn't getting me anywhere. It wasn't bringing me anywhere. It was just dead on the website. It, it was just dead on the web. Um, it didn't have anything attracting people to it. It didn't have... Um, all this knowledge on it. It was just all about me and this is my service and this is my price. It was very one dimensional. Gotcha. So eight years pass, you start yeah. listening to these people, you hear about Marcus Sheridan, who I love. He is the man. Um, and I'm assuming you, you, you at some level were inspired with what he did with his pool business and you decided, Hey, I'm going to try this for my pet sitting business. Yeah, I saw so much of myself. He was just a pool guy and I was just a pet sitter, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, if you can really do that. And he came in with these amazing concepts of address cost. Talk about cost. Talk about your competition. Give out awards. Talk about the problems. And I'm like, what? You know, it was literally at the time where I think the whole internet was just starting, getting an inkling of this transparency thing. And what better business to be transparent than when I'm asking to go climb into your bed (laughs) with your house key, right? Like you want to know me. So, um, I, I really took that to heart. And like I said, I didn't do it well. Um, it was really choppy at the beginning, but I eventually did do it so well that when, um, as you're, you know, type, if you've ever looked for a dog walker or a pet sitter, you you've typed it in, um, those keywords and your hometown. And nowadays what'll happen is the big tech companies will come up like Rover and wag or sitter city, um, or care.com. Those will all come up. And that's what the nowadays local pet sitter is going up against. But what I understood was how to crack it. So when Yelp would come up before me, I would start blogging about why you shouldn't trust Yelp pet sitter reviews. So in Scottsdale, mm. which is where I was. So all of a sudden when you're when you're like looking at, you know, pet sitting in Scottsdale and it says like why you shouldn't trust pet sitter reviews um on Yelp, it's like wait, what? <laughs> And then you read my blog because it it was very frustrating as a small business owner. And I'm sure I'm getting a lot of amens from your listeners right now. (laughs) If you're in small business 
and and you're a service business locally, Yelp is like the demise. It's the bane of your existence sometimes because even if you get good reviews, they hide them. And it was killing me because unless I paid them to advertise at the time, I was being penalized and it was, it was looking like I was bad. So what I understood is that my blog was not only there to provide value, like great, um, dog walking trails in Scottsdale or, um, the best, um, pet stores in Scottsdale, but also to help educate people on, um, the problems with pet sitters in Scottsdale, you know, like the, the things that would be a little bit provocative enough to help establish me as an expert in my community and be shareable in, um, many different online groups as they, you know, were created over the years and grew like, uh, mom's groups or other veterinarian Facebook pages or, and that sort. And, Literally, the only thing that I did to grow my business from about 2010 on was online. I blogged like a maniac um, to the point that even though I sold that business two years ago, I had someone else reach out to me and say, to this day, how did you get above Yelp in the Scottsdale Pet Sitter like search? And I'm like, I blogged a long time ago about it, <laughs> you know? Okay, so I, I want to unpack that. Now, we know, the, we know that the end result was you sold this business uh, for six figures. It obviously um, went well and all that good stuff. Now, let's kind of unpack. You know, I, you said in the beginning you didn't do it very well, but then over time you learned. Let's unpack that entire process. So in the beginning, what were you doing that you would look back on today and say, you know what, I didn't do that very well. Talk about that a little bit. Right. Well, first of all, I was keyword stuffing. Um, I was just trying to stuff Scottsdale Pet Sitter into every single title that I wrote on my blog. Um, it was obnoxious, honestly. <laughs> and it was um, in every paragraph. I didn't know how to upload pictures correctly. Um, I definitely wasn't doing video, although I was doing video before it was cool. I, I do have to say that. But um, I definitely wasn't doing that at the beginning. I wasn't really understanding... Um, how to upload pictures. I wasn't marketing it. I wasn't pushing it out. I wasn't reusing it or repurposing it. Um, the, it was really like, I would just answer a question. I wouldn't go deep into things. It would be, here's your question. Here's your answer. Um, it wasn't even like a five paragraph essay, you know, Mm. that some blogs are now the intro three points, a conclusion. It was just, here's your answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was I mean some of it kind of makes me shrug a little bit but um but that that's what it was that's how horrible it was it was I had no idea about anything other than I needed to get the word Scottsdale pet sitter or Scottsdale dog walker into every single title even if it didn't make sense <laughs> all right so you heard you heard this blogging thing is a good idea you you heard you heard about keyword research and the value of keyword research. Maybe you went a little overboard on trying to trying to use those <laughs> keywords to your disadvantage. But at this point, you're just kind of creating content. Now, how long would you estimate that you were doing this for before you kind of woke up and, and figure out a better way of doing things? Um, it was probably four years. It probably was from about 2008 to 2012. Um and it was, it was just, I knew I needed to do it. I will never forget, actually, uh, there was a mentor at my church, Pat Harder, and um, I've lost contact with him since then, but he met me one day at Starbucks and he was just talking to me about, me about my business. And he was like, you need to start a blog. And I'm like, who wants to know about what I think? <laughs> He's like, no, no, that's not what it's about. It's about something much bigger. And 
I just thought it was some like craze, you know, mm-hmm. I had no idea that that would be responsible for the roof over my head, the food in my mouth, and the microphone I'm speaking to you mm. on right now. You know, I mean, the profound impact that it had is amazing. So I would say that um, it was over 2008 to 2012 that I was just spinning my wheels. But the lesson in that, Leslie, is that at least I was doing something. I wasn't paralyzed in fear or trying to just keep, mm. you know, learning so much. And I really do believe that it didn't help me as much as it could have, but it didn't necessarily hurt me because it kind of gave me some content to go back through and rewrite or repurpose, um, a restructure, if you will, you know, yeah. and it, it gave me a little bit of a foundation. So I would say to anyone listening who's just starting, just start. Like, don't worry about being perfect about it because you can always go back and like change it. <laughs> you know, and I love that because when I started my business, it was so not what it w- what it is today. I, I was just doing whatever I could do to try to get some traffic and exposure and that kind of stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't really good. It wasn't content that really was having an impact or anything of that sort. So, but if I had never started, I would never be where I am today. So I I, exactly. I love the fact that, hey, you started, right? You did something, and it maybe was not the best, but you learned a lot in the process. And you did that for four years. Now, in that four years, did your business grow? Were people finding you? How were things actually going with the business during that time? Yeah, we were dominating the internet. And like I said, when people actually are looking for pet sitters and dog walkers, that's what um, that's where they go, you know, like a pet sitter in Scottsdale. And when you start dominating and you're like, not just like your website, but answering people's questions, they didn't even know they had, they're going to start looking at you as an expert. That that's a lot like what I do. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump real quick yeah, here. That's, fine. that's a lot. What I do in my, my consulting too right now is I spent, uh, I've written 350 blogs on my consulting website, all about the pet industry, answering every single question people have had to the point that it's almost comical because people won't ask a question in my private groups. Now they'll say, do you have a blog that explains how to do a rate increase letter? You know, (laughs) so they already know that that's what they're going to experience from, you know, the content that I've put out there. So I'm, I'm curious then, because you're doing this thing, you're keyword stuffing, you're putting this content out there, um, you're starting to dominate the internet, people are finding you, your business is growing. Why, why did you change that up? I mean, it was a strategy that uh, you, you look back at it now and you say, hey, that was not the best strategy, but it was working. Why change? Okay, because it was it was more like a challenge to me. It was like I saw that I saw like the psychology of a blog now. I went from like just typing about whatever I thought I should type about to the psychology of sales and how someone actually moves through their decision-making process in a sale. And I was, again, holding on to the fact that I need these people to trust me. I need these people to think that my business is worth investing their money and their trust in over these other ones that come up on the local search. And in order to do that, I wanted to try to expose myself, my thoughts, answer their questions, um, and give them so much information that they felt like I was their only natural choice because I knew that my other competition was not doing it. They didn't even have a blog. Okay. Mm. They were just talking about, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. And I'm like, 
yeah, well, I'm going to explain to you why we're the best. I'm going to explain to you. Like I started looking at it like I was a, um, a journalist. I remember one time during Christmas, I walked into, or I went into a garage and there was a pool of water on the floor and it was because the toilet upstairs had started leaking. So I put on my journalistic hat and I took a picture of the pool of water. I took a picture of the thing and I wrote a blog about what would happen if you left your home on Christmas and put your dog in a kennel and came home to like your whole like second floor sinking into the garage. Well, that doesn't happen with a pet sitter because we're also watching your home and we just saved our client from a huge insurance claim, you know, and, and all this horrible stuff, you know, like I made a story out of it. So what changed was that I just really started looking at what can I teach and what kind of value can I bring? And I will admit what kind of fear can I strike in people's minds that they might not have thought of at the time when, when pet sitters and dog walkers, we're just starting. I mean, our, our industry was really at an infancy. It started in the early nineties. Um, so it hadn't been around a long time. And a lot of people were just realizing that they had this option to keep their pets at home. So I just really, when, when pet food recalls came out, this is another example. No one was talking about them, but what I would do is I would news Jack. I would take those press releases. I would slap them up on my website. I would start sending it an email out to my clients dragging them back to my website to show them this press release to see if their dog food was in the new dog food, you know, recall. And, um, and, and through that, I was able to not only use it to answer potential clients questions, but to actually help support existing clients and be a resource of, um, information for them to help celebrate their, um, their relationship with their pet. That that's something else that a lot of people who hire a professional pet sitter, they were paying me from 8 PM to 6 AM, $125 to sleep and then $35 to come back once or twice a day. So we're not talking about that $25 a day. I first started off. I am talking about, we were the most expensive pet sitting company in the Valley by $10 on day visits and about $30 on those overnights. And the reason why we were able to do that was because we dominated the conversation locally online. Okay. So, I mean, I, I absolutely love this. <laughs> uh, it's getting me very excited. But I, ha- I have to push a little more on the why. Uh, because, you know, okay. you're, you're interested in the psychology and all that kind of stuff. But was there a, a, in 2012, you started thinking okay. differently. Um, and you yeah. started looking at all of these things, but why? You know, it, when I think about my business, there were a few pivotal points. You remember, I, I remember reading a book like The Four Hour Work Week, and then all of a sudden, my mm-hmm. my mind was opened. Like, wait a minute, there's another way to think about this. And then, you know, I yeah. read Rich Dad Poor Dad. That I mean, that completely changed my perspective. Was there something that changed that for you? Yes. Yes. So, um, going along that line, um, I had told you at the beginning, it was a lot of pounding the pavement and in Arizona, it's hotter than heck here for like (laughs) five months of the year. Right? Like you literally could bake cookies on your dashboard in the car. Um, so going in and out of the car and going in and out of places a lot was, was also getting old. Um, and when I realized that, um, I could do less work by just blogging online and allow that to be my main revenue stream. I also didn't have a lot of t- a ton of money for advertising at the time. So I wasn't taking out newspaper ads and radio ads or whatever kind of ads you would pay for, you know, and go advertise here, there and everywhere. 
I doubled down on the internet because I did not have the money, the time or the resources to still hustle like I did at the beginning. So that would be getting down to that. Why? Um, that definitely was a big part of it. And I've always been a proponent of doing the least amount of work (laughs) for the most amount of money. (laughs) I'll be the first to admit that. Um, that's what I coach a lot about too. And, um, and that was like the best return on the investment, especially as I understood, I had that awakening in 2012 that we go to the internet for everything we need and want. So why, when you're a pet sitter and a dog walker, why wouldn't I try to really double down on the internet? And that would be blogging. That was, that was my I, why. I love that. Okay. So not, I also, yeah, let me, let me put this one in really quick too. Um, around that time, I definitely was on a high horse. I thought I was like, nothing could touch me. Right. And I was at a networking meeting and I met this one guy and he was a business broker. And I was like, Oh, I want to know what my business is worth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> and so we sat down and I had this pie in the sky idea and he's like, uh, uh-uh, Bella, you're crazy. He's like, this is what it's worth. And I'm like, no. And he's like, you need to remove yourself more from your job and you need to make it more about your brand and trusting your brand rather than you. And so I saw blogging as a way to do that as well, because eventually I started hiring some bloggers to blog for me because I can't write 550 articles. That was a lot. (laughs) And, um, and I would, I would give them topics. So, so the other part of that, why was because I really saw that as a way to build like internet real estate, because I always dreamed in my twenties, I was building this business in my twenties. And when I found my husband, I always wanted to sell the business and then go on to being a wife and a mom first and a business owner second. And the blog allowed me the internet real estate. It allowed me the leads. It allowed me to grow the business that way that no other medium would ever allow me to do. So essentially it was, it was upping the value of my business. All right. So (laughs) I'm getting a little, I'm getting excited because I know the, some of the other parts of your, your story and I can't wait to get there. Um, Okay, so now I understand why you decided I'm going all in, and if I'm going all in, I have to be the best. I have to create valuable content. I have to, in your own word, dominate the internet, and that's what you started doing, and your business started growing, and you started charging higher rates than anyone else in your area. Let's talk, and and we've already touched on this, but I want to talk about what specifically you did in that process. Now you've decided I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go deeper. I want to be the boss. I want to be awesome. Let's talk about that. Now, I, just to, to to let you know, I want to get to the whole, you know, removing yourself out of the business as well. And we'll talk about that and, and your situation and some of the things that happened there. But let's kind of bring this together. Now I have a business. I want to grow it. There are certain steps that I want to take. Walk me through those steps. Uh, the the steps of biz- building a business with building a blog, building a business right? with a blog. I wanna, I want to dump. I have a local restaurant. I have a local whatever the case might be. I have anything, and I wanna dominate. Um, I wanna dominate the web in my particular area. Give us some practical tips. Yeah, there's so many places <laughs> to go. Um, first of all, you need to become one with keyword search. Um, I would definitely 
you know, understand what keywords people are looking for. If it's just, you know, um, if we're going to use the restaurant thing, it would be, you know, are they looking for date night or kid friendly? Or are they looking for romantic? Are they looking for cheap? Are they looking for, you know, what is it that sets you apart? And I would, I would go deep on that. I would double down on it. Um, I would also, um, give them everything. I want this day and age. I mean, we didn't have access or it wasn't common to do it then. I want you basically to give them the sight, the sound. You can't do smell, but you can describe the smell. I mean, I want you to give them everything you possibly can on, on your blog through, through audio, through visual, um, and through the written word and through other people's written word and other people's audio and visual as well. Um, I would just, I would go deep. I would, what makes you unique? You know, show it to me, uh, examine it. Um, tell me about how you get your ingredients. Tell me about the, 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 the way the food, you know, food is a really big deal these days. You know, how do you acquire your food? Um, what kind of community things do you support? Are you looking to support more community events? Um, do you, do you like to have events, uh, you know, the, the softball team come over for ice cream or for dessert or for their, their banquets or like, how do you connect with that community that you serve? Um, I think that I actually think that local businesses have a severe advantage because the bigger companies, the corporate companies, they can't be everywhere in the small towns and they can't show up on those tiny little searches the way that a small town business could. And I think that if you really keep your focus, that it's just a small, that, that, that you don't have as much, you don't, you're not in a national competition that it could change your whole entire perception. Everybody could have a pot. And because a lot of your competition also isn't willing to do it. So, you know, what's interesting um, about what you're saying, uh, I'm, I'm actually, we're just now starting to do an Airbnb in St. Martin. And a lot of the things that apply to blogging and marketing online apply to Airbnb and how you yeah. optimize your listings and how you do things there. It and, does. And what does. fascinates me is the simple things no one does. And especially when you're thinking mm-hmm. about at the local level, people just don't know. And, and to me, like along the lines of what you're saying, if you're willing to do that extra, to, to, to do the community things and feature those community things and to, to dominate that particular location, it does seem to me that you have a competitive advantage. Without a doubt. And it's funny that you said Airbnb because I'm actually hosting a retreat here in Scottsdale in August. And I have probably been on Airbnb and the likes of Airbnb for about five hours <laughs> looking at mansions around here. And it is so incredible how people do the descriptions or do um, just make the bed look nice and fluffy in the pictures. Not like my grandmother's like, you know, old comforter. Um, it really, truly is in the details. It really and is. What I love about what you said, you know, they make the bed look nice and comfy and all those things. They make, mm-hmm. they make it visually appealing. And I think that's something that as yes. bloggers, sometimes we kind of overlook that. And especially as a local blogger, there are so many people that are overlooking that. Why not go in and be that person that is dominating where that's concerned? Right. Okay, so right. there's another aspect to what you've been able to build over time. And it's something that you it seems you've become passionate about, and that is the 
that that thing that the the the, the broker told you kind of removing yourself from the business i want to talk about how you kind of transition into that and what process you went through both with your uh, physical business and with your blog can you get kind of walk us through how that got started okay um so I realized that even though I picked the worst name ever, uh, I'll tell you the name. It was Bella's House and Pet Sitting. I was Bella. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, I was the center of it all that I needed to make Bella a brand. Mm. And I needed to, first of all, so like on the pavement, hire people and have them do 100% of the jobs and show that there's reoccurring revenue or that you know, the top 20 clients are worth X amount of dollars. Um, or we were doing, you know, weekly dog walks that were reoccurring every week. Um, online, I needed to show that even if you didn't blog anymore, we've got so much out there that there's so much content that you could just reuse the content. You don't even need to keep creating because so much has been created. Our YouTube channel had over a hundred videos on it or has, um, and the Facebook page had another, like, I don't know, 50 videos on there and, um, and, and lots of all thousands of followers. Um, so I really created this whole community online and, um, and, and I, I really needed to make sure that things were documented. You know, this is how you write a blog. This is how you post a blog. Um, this is how we, I would give people the topics on what to write and we would talk about a brief outline. Um, this is how to promote the blog. This is how to repurpose the blog. Um, and to this day, I'm still learning, you know, how to even make that more and more and more juicier, you know, not necessarily about the quantity, but the quality and how deep you go on one topic. And, and that's definitely, uh, changed over the years, but quite honestly, I I would love to say that I was an expert on it, building it. But where I really became an expert on it was when I started consulting and that was in uh, 2007 and, and now what I do now, like that's where my blogging really got lethal in the pet world. I, it was all just starting out at the beginning and I wasn't, uh, it, it was my main source of marketing. It was definitely the way that I was able to do things, but I'll be the first to admit, I didn't really know what I was doing and it worked. <laughs> But what's interesting about people that do it that way, you know, I've I've spoken to a number of people who's just kind of like, well, I kind of just stumbled into this and it just kind of worked. But when you kind of deconstruct what they what they actually did, what they did was genius. I mean, you you're talking about. Um, you know, answering people's questions and, and, and making sure that you go deep and give everything. And this is, this is the stuff that everybody's teaching now. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I was definitely ahead on the curve. And I think that's like, you, you can't always be learning everyone. You have to be implementing, even if your implementation is wrong. Like think about what's the worst it could do. Okay. So you have a blog out there. Like, is it going to kill your website? Did I kill puppies on my blog? No. So probably not. Like, I mean, I don't want to be like, I don't mean to be that cruel, but like, that's the extent that you're going to take, like, what is the worst that could happen? And 
there wasn't the risk wasn't that huge. So why not? That was my that was my philosophy. Love it, love it. So you you you're creating this content, but now you're 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 trying to make it more a brand than about you. You're documenting your processes. You're you're doing all this stuff. You know how do you make a blog post? How do you how do you add it to the blog? How do you promote it? How do you do all these different things? And then you started bringing people on. How are you finding these people to bring on to help grow your blog? I was just asking for people at the time. Again, it was before people really were doing it. So it was more so like I actually hired a teacher. She was, um, she was a coaching client's, uh, niece who was a teacher, like an English teacher looking to get paid to write. So that's, that's how it was. I mean, cause back then you didn't have like, hi, I'm a professional (laughs) blogger and I'll blog for you. So it was really just bootstrapping connections. You love know? it, love it, love it. Now, this actually paid off for you um, in, in more ways than one. Obviously, it paid off in that you were able to sell the business and the blog and all the stuff that came along with that. But I, I also know that yes. you, you had kind of a difficult time at some point um, where it was good that you were able to, to step away from the business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So I, um, all my twenties, I was on match.com looking for my Mr. Right. And I did find him when I was uh, 32 and, um, actually 30, maybe 31. Um, but we got, we got married in January of 2014, um, got pregnant on our honeymoon in Rome and, um, six months later had a baby. You're supposed to yeah. have a baby in nine months later. So she was, um, she's one of the smallest, um, surviving female babies on the planet. She was only 12 ounces, uh, for your international audience, 350 grams, uh, 10 inches, which is an inch shorter than a Barbie doll. Her eyes were still fused shut. My wedding ring fit around her leg and we were fighting for her life in NICU, which is baby ICU for six months. Um, during that time, of course, I couldn't be sitting there blogging. I was really just trying to keep the business running. And luckily, I did have systems and processes in place like um, like a payroll or um, I, I use scheduling software. So my clients were scheduling online. My office manager was approving them. Uh, any issues that my sitters did have, my office manager handled it for me. And I had like a quick 10-minute meeting with her on the phone going to and from the hospital in the morning and the evening. I was there every day for 8 to 10 hours. Um so it was, it was very trying, but in a weird way, it also was like the testimony to the future buyer that look, you really could be removed from the business and you could still keep getting these clients because my website was already doing so much work because I had spent so many years building into it. And that stuff just sits out there. It just sits on the internet and, and it, it brings you those leads. Like I was saying two years later, someone saying, how are you still beating Yelp? I'm like, um, I guess it was a good <laughs> blog from five years ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that kind of thing happens. But I, one of my major things is I, I really believe that any business, whether or not you have a blog or anything, you really need to have systems and processes in place because if you're a successful business and you're in business for four, five, six, 15, 20 years, something's going to happen to you or someone you love. And Leslie, I know that you had a, a thing like yeah. a year ago like this. You just took off and went to St. Martin. I want to encourage everyone that there's nothing else that you, that you understand or take from today, make sure that your, your business is catastrophe proof 
because it will happen to you or someone you love over some sort of time. So you're building this blog. Think about how you can operate this blog without you in it. Are your steps written down? Are your people delegated? Are, do they understand the expectations? Can it run from just a little bit of management from you, if not any? Um, I think it's pivotal lesson that is just a universal. And this has lesson. become a big part of your coaching now, right? Your, w- with your pet businesses that you consult for, um, you're trying to help them not just leverage the internet, but also grow a business that's a business that can function uh, to a certain extent without them, right? Without a doubt. Yeah, I believe that business, I, when we start out, <laughs> we have this fantasy of business, right? I'm going to own a business and I'm going to have all this <laughs> money and I can make my own schedule and it's going to be so great, right? And then we get into business and we go, oh crap. <laughs> and then we're and then we're working all day and then we're trying for this thing called balance, this like mystical unicorn that like I don't think really exists. I think it's like an ebb and a flow personally. Um and and then we become like these slaves to our business. Now our business owns us. And I really like to catch people right at that moment where um, their business owns them or and teach them how to be an advocate for their business and their life. Because I believe that we, we, we don't start out wanting our business to say, I wish I had something that could, you know, hold me in bondage <laughs> mentally, physically, spiritually. We we do this for the exact opposite reasons that many many of us find ourselves in. And um I, I want people to know that there's hope and it comes through things like this, this content marketing to bring the influx and with pet sitters, and this is interesting maybe, um, I don't know if you've ever touched on this, but I've listened to a lot of your episodes, definitely not all of them, but a lot. But as a service based industry um, and this isn't just for pet sitting, Leslie, but what my blog had allowed me to do and what I teach pet sitters now is that it's not just for attracting new customers. As a business owner who wants to step away, you're going to need two things in order, more customers coming and a staff. Those are the two problems that you're always going to have. So your blog can easily help um, bring in new new staff too, or new workers or whatever you call them, you know? And, um, with pet sitters, I, I teach a lot about talking about like a day in the life of a pet sitter or why it's amazing to work for your company or the culture of your company. And you want to create rabid fans to buy from you, but also to work for you, you know? And I know you're just talking about the rabid fans uh, a couple episodes ago with, uh, Jay Morrell. And it's, it's just something that I want people to have a light bulb about that your blog can afford you to do that. Those are two problems you're always going to have. And you don't just always need to be getting customers, but you can also attract the right kind of people. So to I'm going to go ahead you. and say this. If for some reason there's a pet sitting, uh, someone that owns a pet business that is listening to this interview and you don't go to jumpconsulting.net right after this, <laughs> I question your sanity uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, listen, you, what I what I love about you and what you've you're doing now is that you're doing it from your experience. You know, there are a lot of people that teach theory. Right. I, I read uh, an article on the five right. ways to grow a, a business. So I'm going to go and repurpose that and just add pet pet business onto that. But that's not what you're doing. You've, <laughs> you've done this. You've helped no. a bunch of people. And I know you have a mastermind. Um, talk a little bit about kind of what yeah. that's about and what you do in there. 
because I I wanna I wanna con- yeah, like if so for some reason somebody listened to this I wanna convince them and they're in a, a pet business I wanna convince <laughs> them right here right now that they need to go and check this out so tell us about that. <laughs> So what happened with the pendulum, at least in the pet industry, is that it, it switched to there's not a lot of information to there's a ton of information and it gets pretty catty and drama filled and, and not full of value. And I really wanted a place where um, I could have an intimate group of people and pour into them and feel like I wasn't just pouring into a free group. I was actually getting something in return because you've got to remember at the end of the day, I am a for-profit business and all the time I'm spent working is away from my family. So, um, I wanted to create a group of people where they could really feel like everyone in there was not only in the same industry, because let's face it again, to your point, people have a lot of small business advice, but a lot of it doesn't appeal to like sleeping in people's beds. (laughs) It's very niche. And, um, and this group allows that. And I also uh, saw how powerful accountability partners were in my own life. And so I brought that element and we brought in expert speakers like yourself. And you came in and talked to the group about analytics and blogs and um, just really downloaded a ton of awesome information. So yeah, I, I really, in 2007, in the midst of that pet sitting company I was building, I realized that what my true passion is, is to pour into people and really influence people's lives for the better. And you're right. I have a lot of hard knocks or falling on my face and mistakes that I can easily turn around and say, learn from this. Don't do what I did. It hurt. Um, and go this way instead. And I get to do that every day through my consulting company that I've now had for 11 years. So it's, it's truly doesn't ever feel like work and boy, oh boy, building a team in the, in the, um, in the consulting company is really what's helped grow that one because yes, I have people that help me blog and do the graphics for the blog and edit the videos for the blog. And, um, (laughs) I would be dead in the water without an entire team. I really absolutely love it. So if you're in a pet business, you need to go check it out. Uh, jumpconsulting.net. Now you're a part of my dream team mastermind. Now, why, why did you, why did you decide to join the blogging dream team? Um, okay. So everyone says you buy from those that you know, like, and trust. And last year I went to social media marketing world and found myself on one of the first ever Facebook split screens (laughs) with yourself. (laughs) And you are so contagious, Leslie. And you definitely also, just like we were talking about, have walked the walk. You have built many times, like, you know, something from nothing. And I admire that. And, um, and, and there were so many things that drew me to you, um, faith-based and energy and uh, videos and just you, you come from a very servient um, heart. And, um, and I, I really admired that. So I wanted to put my money where my mouth was and I wanted to join your mastermind. So that's why I got into it. Once I got into it, I realized that um, I, I had an inkling before I started. Yeah, if I, no, if no. It's okay that I keep going here. Um, I, I love I love learning from other people as well. So it's not just necessarily about, hey, guys, how can you help me? Let me suck you dry. But it's also about listening to what problems other people have. And um, if you listen to the past episode, Jay Morrell's in there and her her, her subject matter is completely <laughs> different than mine. I have one kid. She has eight, right? We, we got to work um, on this. We gotta step, you and but, I got to step up our game, right? No, 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 not at all. Right? right? <laughs> no. So, but the cool thing about that is at the end of the day, we're all small business owners or 
large business owners um, that make our money offline and are, are at the end of the day have have the same priorities and goals in life. And, you know, we had a conversation with her about something on her website that I really took to heart just listening to what we were talking about with her and made some drastic changes on my website with the subject matter we were talking about. And it hugely like blessed me. So, um, I decided to join and and stay joined because it's just, it's like-minded people. There's not often times in our business, you guys, that people get to pour into us or that people actually get to like focus just on us. It's usually just a quick question on Facebook with 20 opinions that you don't know what to like really follow. And when you get to build and form relationships with people on a weekly basis, um, that uh there, there's something I absolutely about it. love it and if you are if you are more of an advanced blogger you've been blogging for a while and you've had success with your blog and you want to take things to the next level you want to be a part of the mastermind i would invite you to go to becomeablogger.com slash apply and you can apply there and we kind of take it from there but bella i you know i this this was awesome and i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and pouring into my listeners so thank you thank you thank you you are very much welcome that was a whole lot of good stuff right (laughs) oh man i absolutely love it i love it when people take action do awesome things and like she said just get started if you haven't started your blog yet just get started if you've been thinking about it for a while and you and 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 you you know trying to figure out hey do i have value to offer yes you do just get started get the right training of course but just get started take action Oh, man. All right. So if you are interested in becoming a part of the Dream Team Mastermind group, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash apply. You'll see an application form there. You fill it out. And, and if all things work out well, we get on a call. We discuss your goals, discuss what we're trying to do, and make sure that we're a good fit for each other. And we'd love to have you. If you're just getting started and you need some hand-holding to just get started, check out my Blogger Coaching Club at bloggercoaching.com. And on that note, I think I'm going to wrap it up. That's it. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless. <laughs>